all of the things or just some things that we have become, uh, we're no longer sensitive to. One of those things, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but one of those things that I, I mentioned was the blood of Jesus. And that has been on my heart all week long. I mean heavily, heavily on my heart because there is power in the blood of Jesus. And there's healing. There's hope. There's forgiveness. There's redemption in the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says in the 17th chapter of Leviticus, the 11th verse, the Bible says, for the life of the flesh, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Father, we love you today and we thank you so much for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood. And God, that's how and we approach you right now. The only way, Lord, is through your blood. And I realize, oh, Father, when I speak about this, that all of hell trembles. Lord, when we embrace the blood of Jesus, the enemy is completely powerless, Lord. Right now, Lord, with such an important subject, I pray that you would anoint me, Father, to say what has to be said in this day and time that we're all living in. What we all need to hear, Lord, would you anoint us? I pray, God, against any distraction in this building right now or wherever people are located that may be listening. I pray, God, that you would be glorified and we would do some research in our own life right now, Lord, and make sure there's nothing that is on my heart, on my mind, that would prevent me from receiving this. God, we need your help. And everything that you do will give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to listen as best you can because this is another one of those messages that you can get lost in. You can, you can shut it out or just try to try to resist it because you say, well, it, it's just too complicated for me. And let me tell you this. If, if you will just listen for five minutes, you, will, you won't have no problem, not only the rest of this service, but, but every time you read about the blood of Jesus, it, it, it will help you a whole lot. And I say this because we can go all the way back to the fourth chapter of Genesis and if you are in the fourth chapter of Genesis, then you will read the account of Cain and Abel and the sacrifices that were brought to God and the one that Abel brought. The Bible says that he brought of the first of his flock, meaning that he brought a blood sacrifice before God. Now, he had already 
known about blood being shed because when Adam and Eve, this is where you really need to just listen and focus, but when Adam and Eve was in the garden, when they had violated the commandment of God and they sinned, the Lord from that moment on, it was flesh, but it was, it was, it was flesh because of blood, because the life of the flesh is the blood. It's in the blood. And, and, and because it was, it was blood that committed sin and, and, and partook of sin, it, it, it would require blood, and, and that's what it did. It, it made a huge gap between God and man because of sin. It just, it just separated like that. And the only way God would allow man ever again to have a relationship with him, it would be through flesh and blood. Now, that would be bloody. It would be, people will say, gory. It would be very costly over several, several hundreds of years before we get to Calvary. But, but Abel knew about this because when his mama and daddy, I'm sure they fessed up, when his mama and daddy had violated the law and the commandment of God to not do that, not eat that one tree, that one tree, and they did it anyway, the Lord provided them with a, a, an animal skin, like a, like a fur coat covering, if you will. And by doing that, it, it, it's a picture that we see at Calvary, but it tells us then, blood had to be shed to cover up what sin had created. Do y'all follow me so far? That The Lord just didn't go somewhere and pull a a fur coat out of a closet knows something had to die to cover up a transgression, to cover up sin. And that would play out over and over, all throughout this Bible, the Old Testament. It's talked about a lot in the New Testament. But that would play out over and over again, just so man could be restored and have a relationship and not be so far from God. And the Bible says, in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, which is where I'll spend most of the time today, in the book of Hebrews, by faith. Abel just, he just didn't do this because it was a cool idea, but it was faith that motivated him and caused him to offer unto God, the Bible says it like this, a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. And he obtained witness by doing this, that he was righteous. Now, I don't want to take much time, but I want to tell you, just any old thing you throw out and give to God is not pleasing to God, folks. I don't care what label it is. I mean, we, we can talk about anything. But what God is pleased with, and I said this in a, uh, a worship uh, practice a week ago or something, what God is pleased with, God is pleased with and God enjoys. And we got to get to the men. Because, see, we live in a culture now where it's all about us enjoying everything. No, if you're going to be right and you want to you wanna have a, an abundant life that I've been speaking, you've got to say, well, what does God enjoy? What does God want out of me today? And in doing that, you've got to realize that God wants the true you. 
And that's why he said, if you're going to worship me, this is the woman at the well. He said, you've got to do this in spirit and in truth. And way back then, when it was Cain and his brother Abel, Abel understood that's the way you do it. And you see this played out over and over again. Not only that, when Noah came out of the ark, you know what the first thing he did? He provided a blood sacrifice to God in worship. It was not only that, but Abraham and Isaac, everybody knows that story, how they made the trip up the mountain, and it was blood is what God was looking for, and a man that was willing to shed blood to satisfy that longing, thirsting relationship that he had Abraham with God that he wanted so much he was willing to do what God said to do because God had already promised him it would be through your descendant, through your son Isaac that you would have descendants. So he knew that whatever God was calling him to do even down to his own flesh and blood that he was God enough to raise him up and do and keep the promise that he has made. And then again if you look over when all of the children of Israel were going through all of this with Pharaoh. What was it that finally made the difference in the end? It was the what over the doorpost. It wasn't the good intention. It wasn't I paid my tithes. I went to church all my life. I've said uh, the sinner's prayer. Uh, it wasn't any of that. It was the blood applied over the doorpost that satisfied the requirement of God and caused the death angel to pass over. And we are still living that. If you want the death angel to pass over you, and I'm speaking, speaking spiritually now, you've got to have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life. You can't just say, well, I said a prayer at Bible school a long time ago, and I, I do read my Bible every now. You, you can't do that, folks. It's only blood that made God happy where he would have a relationship with man again back then and it's never changed and it won't change. Jesus said it like this. He said, there is only one way to the Father and that is through me the Son. Meaning, what did John the Baptist say when Jesus was coming his way? He said, behold, behold the what? He didn't say the king. He didn't say... Uh, the man had arrived. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You see, because down through history, all the way back to when Adam and Eve did what they did, there would be countless animals, whether it be lambs or whether it would be an ox, it, it didn't matter what it would be. If it would be birds or it, whatever the sacrifice was being made, there would be millions of gallons of blood. And you know who gets upset about this? And who, who says that's it? It, it, it? It's usually like the abortion activists really get upset. That, that's uncalled for. That's unnecessary. That, that's cruelty to animals. It blows my mind who gets offended at what in the Bible. And that's exactly what happened. Because many, many, many animals were sacrificed just so people could experience the atonement of Almighty God and have sins forgiven and have a relationship back with God again. It was the blood. It was nobody's intention. It wasn't of giving money. It wasn't playing uh, the horn and all the things that they did back then. It, 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 it wasn't even when they was marching around the walls of Jericho. It was the blood 
that had to be. See, it had to cost everybody something. It had to cost the farmer something, but it also had to cost the rich man something. Everybody had to feel it because God felt it when blood betrayed him. And so God said the only way man is going to understand the depth of sin is if it feels hard and it feels horrible and they understand it. And when you bleed, you feel it, don't you? And when things you own bleed, you feel it and they feel it. And so this happened over and over again and even going into the tabernacle. In fact, we've got a picture I can show you real quick of the tabernacle. And before the priest could enter the tabernacle, well, just imagine a tent. And there's an altar inside the tent. And it's a big courtyard. And before I can go any farther than, than, than that, to get to the holy place, the most holy place, there it is. And imagine you're on the outside, you're the priest, and you're coming in. Do you know what the first thing that you have to do is before you can even begin to walk into the inner court and even farther into the most holy place? Blood, blood, blood has to be shed on the altar, on the sacrificial altar, blood. There's horns there. And those horns were there to tie the animal down so the animal wouldn't move, so blood could be shed and spilled, so you could gain access to God. And there's a lot of people, church, that think they have access to God, and there's a lot of people think that they can do anything, and I, and I even mean outside of the church. Now, a lot of people think they can do anything and still have a relationship with a higher power. <laughs> you can't do it. His name is Jehovah God. His name is Jehovah Rapha. His name is Jehovah Nisi. His name is Jehovah Mekadishkim. No, no, no. There's only one way to the Father for the second time today, and that is through the Son. And that lamb that John was talking about, when he said, here he comes, here comes the lamb that takes away, that would be the final sacrifice that would need to be made. There wouldn't be no more going into a... Uh, inner court with an animal just so you could gain access because when the blood of Jesus Christ was shed and when it was spilled, it would satisfy what we call the righteous requirement of God from then and forever. It would satisfy what God and then you can and you can and you out there watching can walk into the holy of holies anytime, not once a year like the priest, but you can boldly approach his throne because when God sees one of his children walking that way, y'all should have moved that stuff. That's all I can say. Anyway, listen to me. That's $1,800. I hope it ain't broke, but listen. That's not my flesh talking. That's just facts. Amen. But when you go into the Holy of Holies, you don't have to wait now. Millions of people had to wait, church. Millions of people had to wait. Had to wait. They had to wait, not on Sunday, not once a quarter. They had to wait once a year. And it was all riding on if the man of God was right if he was living right, if he was prepared to make a blood sacrifice for them to go in and have atonement, but also have peace with God. 
And when Jesus died, this perfect lamb I'm talking about, when he died, that meant that nobody would ever have to wait again. If your baby is crying with a fever at 2 a.m. in the morning, do you know what you can do, ma'am, what you can do, sir? You can go right in to the holy... Oh, and by the way, guys, you need to be on standby today because I'm in move mode. You hear me? I'm in move mode. And listen... You can boldly at 2 a.m. and you can say, God, and stand right in the middle of the Holy of Holies and say, God, my baby's in the other room right there. Or you can have your hands on him or her and you can say, Oh, Father, Abba, Father, I come to you in the blood, through the blood of Jesus, and this is my baby, and I thank you that there's healing power when I speak your name. And God, I give this fever to you right now. And you have walked and you have went before a holy God in your human flesh that never was possible prior to Jesus. And you can say, Jesus, here I am, and I want what you can do right now. And God sees you, God knows you, God hears you, and God can respond to you only because the blood of Jesus, your Savior, Savior was shed 2,000 years ago. There's power in the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you that today. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Problem is, a lot of people don't want to talk about the blood or, or preach about the blood. We've got so many, and we're, we do, Joe's in a great series right now. I do series, I'll continue to do series. But there's so many preachers right now, they just want to be good, great community activists, and they preach wonderful, motivational messages. They don't want to be offensive. They don't want to be labeled. And I told you last week, and here it goes again. The longer you live, you're going to get labeled if you are a true blood-bought child of God. This is not your world, and you need to quit acting like it is, and you're trying to hold on to every clique, every person, make everybody happy, and fit in. We don't fit in down here because this is not where we live, folks. Quit living like this is heaven. This is soon to be hell. You hear me? It's all going to burn up. It's going to blow up. It's going it's to disintegrate. New heaven, new earth will be here. This is not your home. If you are blood bought, if you understand what happened at Calvary, and you say, God, thank you because it's not what I said, but it's what you did, the reason I can stand here justified in your sight and you recognize me today not because I go to church not because I give money but you see the blood of your son Jesus washed all over me and I stand before you today and I'm glad to be your child the church itself was purchased by the blood Acts 20 28 says it take heed therefore unto yourselves you and me and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God with which he hath purchased with his own blood. How many of you have ever done what I did a while ago? How many of you have ever just, when you've gone to God and you begin your prayer praying, pleading the blood of Jesus? Now let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. I, I feel the Holy Ghost right now when I said that. I hadn't planned to do this, but for several years in my Bible. Feel it coming. Hold on. In my Bible, 
long time ago, Brenda Blakely, who is dancing in heaven right now, she gave me a lot of different things. But this little piece of a handkerchief says, special miracles. Special miracles. Acts 19, 11, and 12. And I want you to understand something. When you pray, you go before God. You say, God, I come to you through the blood of Jesus Christ, your son, my savior. At that moment, when those words get out of a sincere mouth, you break the back of every demon that's around you. You cause them to flee and leave. Because there's one thing the devil understands, if he understands anything, and it was that first drop of blood that came out of the body of our Savior Jesus that sealed the deal for him. I know Jesus came out of an empty grave three days later, but it was the blood of Jesus that would give mortal man victory from now on until the end of time. And Satan knows when you pray in the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, there is power in the blood of Jesus when you pray that prayer, church. There's power in the blood of Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And you know, that takes me back to a few weeks ago when I talked to, to you about God looking for people that's without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And I had the ironing board set up over here. God reminded me of, of that yesterday. It seems kind of funny, not in a hilarious way, but it just kind of seemed that God that would come as a spotless lamb without any kind of spot, without any kind of blemish through Jesus Christ his son would say, look, I just want you to look like my boy. I just want you to look like your Savior. I just want you to look like the Messiah, the King. I want you to be without spot. I want you to be without blemish because when you look like him, I see you and the world can see you and that alone will change the world that you live in, folks. It'll change the world. The Bible says that the Old Testament shows us how often sacrifices were made. That was the Old Covenant and the law and the commands and all that. But when Jesus came to this earth and he suffered and he was brutally massacred on a cross, although he never died from that. Do you realize that? I don't think anybody else could have withstood one hour of what Jesus suffered for hours with. But when Jesus was finished, all the stripes had to be put on his back so all of the diseases could be healed. All of the infirmities, all of the emotional setbacks, all of the stress, all of the sleepless nights, 
all of the worry, all of the anxiety, when Jesus knew that everything was ripped from his body and whipped on his body and spilled from his body, when it was all accomplished and only when it was all accomplished did he say, I give you my spirit into thy hands. And the Bible says he gave up the ghost. The cross didn't kill him, you see. You can't kill a Savior. You can't kill the Son of God. You can't kill a Redeemer. You cannot kill. You can sacrifice the Lamb, but you can't kill the Son of God. Devil, you can't do it. And that's why he said, I'm giving up this so that you can have eternal life. That's why he did what he did. And one of the problems, one of the problems, the Bible points out that I, Opie Swales, have right now that I don't realize is back over in the ninth chapter of the Hebrews, beginning with verse 12. He says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once. I just told you about the Holy of Holies, into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood, now you need to understand this right here, because he's referring back to Old Testament right here. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean back then sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from the dead works to serve the living God. Now you may not understand what was just said there, but I want to tell you what God wants me to realize. That he didn't buy you with any old thing. He didn't buy you with just an old dead dog that's limping out here on 79 that's bleeding already. No, he didn't. He didn't even go to the best, the best uh, cow somewhere or the best bird somewhere. Or uh, He didn't do that. He says, nope, I created them people in my own image. So it's going to take something very, very price, priceless to get them back and to get them with me where I am. So, son, it's going to require to you to go in a manger like a lamb and be the lamb that's going to give your life so I can have my people, our people back that we created. And we said it is good when we created them. So he didn't buy you with any old blood, church. You are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, not an intention, not making a photo shoot, on a hill with two other crosses. No, you are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what you were bought with. And because what this scripture is telling me, because I was bought with the blood, it ought to purge my conscience from dead works so that I will serve the living God. Now, I want to spend a minute here now on purpose. I don't think for one minute that you can be bought with the blood of Jesus and continue to want to live in sin 
I don't, I, I, now I didn't say you couldn't say the sinner's prayer. I didn't say you couldn't fill out or text the word save to the number. I didn't say any of that. I said this. I don't think you can understand the value of yourself in the eyes of God and the price not only he was willing to pay, but he paid so you could be bought. I don't think you can comprehend and go through that and have that kind of deep experience and still want to do things that don't matter in the end. I don't think you can do that. And I take that from the Bible, not from my opinion, because I read countless stories of people when they were called and when they were saved and when they were baptized that they never ever studied another day of their former life. They were new creations. They were new creatures. They had new agendas. They had new desires. And it all centered around J-E-S-U-S. And why? Because they were washed. They were clean. They were baptized. They were regenerated. They were no longer the same human they used to be. They were children of the Most High God, and they lived that way. So everything behind them, everything about them had to die. It was dead along with their sins. In their minds, if their sin was going to be dead, their flesh had to be dead. Because, again, Leviticus, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And see... If I'm living out all of my desires in this life and I'm fixated on the next thing and what I'm going to do and what we've got to do and what you're doing and I want to do that or what you have, I want that. Listen, that's not the same blood I'm talking about right here. That's a different blood right there because the blood I'm talking about, the blood, the wonder-working powerful blood of the Lamb, it'll wash all that out of you and you're going to want to strive to be like Jesus, the wrinkle-free, the spot-free, the blemish-free Lamb of God. You're going to want to look like Him. And so I say this, and this is the most offensive thing that I'll say. I know that not everybody that thinks they're saved are genuinely blood-washed saved. They're not saved, church. That went over exactly the way I knew it would go over. But the good news is, today is another day of salvation. Glory to his name. You don't have to play the game. You don't have to hold your breath. I don't, I don't hold my breath. I know I'm saved. I know if I die, I'm going to heaven. I know. I'm secure in Christ, not afraid to phrase it that way. I know what this Bible says. I know the work that he completed. I can't save myself. That's why I can't do it with my works. I had to be washed by a Savior that understood the condition I was in and had to give me the premium package, which was Jesus Christ. A lot of people have, you know when you go to the car wash, and my favorite by the one is 401 over there in front of uh, one hour because I love to hear the lady talk over there. I'm just saying anyway, but if you choose the package, after church there'll be 50 people from multitudes in the car wash just to hear her talk. But when you go to the car wash, they'll say, do you want the ultimate? Do you want the premium? Do you want the standard? What, what do you want? What do you want? And you just... Uh, by the amount of money you put in there, that's the package you get. Listen to me. Hallelujah. And I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. 
The devil, like I told these two men here earlier, the devil never wants you to get the ultimate premium package. He said, you just need the standard. You need to be like everybody. Oh, you don't need to try to reach out here and do more for God, be more for God, walk closer to God, look more like Jesus. Oh, you just need, you don't need the wheels done too. Your wheels is going to get dirty because there's a mud puddle out there. He was a liar. He's a thief. He'll steal, kill, destroy. And you got to make your mind up. No, if there's an ultimate package of available to be washed by I don't want a little bit of Christianity I don't want a little bit of denominationalism I don't want a little bit of religion I want to be washed by Jesus I don't want to just have a moment at this altar I want to have transformation that comes from being washed by the blood of Jesus that's what I want that's what I've got to have I've got to be washed in the blood of the lamb if I'm going to walk and look like the lamb that was given the Bible says Without the shedding of blood, and your works won't do it. What you try to do, well, I don't know what people will think of me. i tell you what one man will think of you. I gave my son for you, and you worried about them? I'm talking about God. We need to think about what he wants, what makes him happy. I know the culture we're living in. I pray about this world. I pray about this society. I pray about where we're at. And God knows I pray about where we're going the last six months of this year. I'm telling you because it looks very bleak. And, and I know that sounds like opposite, but it's not. And I'm telling you, the army of God, the warriors of the cross need to understand that you were blood-bought. If you're blood-bought today, you're blood-bought a year from now, six months from now, two years, five years, until God calls you or takes you home. You are washed by the blood of Jesus, when you have that kind of encounter with the Lord, it's like you are in a new garden of Eden, but it ain't a garden of Eden. You are in the glory, in the presence, the Shekinah glory of God, and there's nothing in this world like it. There's nothing you can ever do to get close to anything like it because He's one in all. He feels all in all. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good because you've allowed Him to wash your pride and your arrogance and your lack of knowledge and what you did wrong and everything and you just say God I've played church I've said the sinner's prayer but today I stand inside of multitudes church and I want to get under the waterfall I want to be washed in that blood because I can't keep doing this I can't keep doing this this is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you and almost all things Verse 22 says, Or by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. And I know, I know that we've heard all kind of people. There's several ways to God. You know, I heard uh, Oprah say one time, and I heard this. I, I, I'm, I'm way beyond saying what somebody said because we, we got so much whacked up stuff called news going on somebody said somebody said but I heard her say that you know I got to thinking I heard pastor say you know there's one way to God and I'm paraphrasing what I heard and I I, I got to thinking now a God that required that and said you can only do that that, that kind of showed me a I, I didn't know if that's exactly what that's the kind of God I want need and I'm I'm really paraphrasing because I can't remember it's been a, a few years ago but that's when I began to think 
And I know she knows the way. I know she was raised right. I know she was exposed to it. But you see, a lot of, a lot of money messes a lot of people up. A lot of cameras mess a lot of people. Uh, hey, a lot of church stages messes a lot of people up. You see, when you're washed in the blood, you're, you're no longer you're, you're, you're no longer earthly minded. And see, that's where we need to kind of start to get ready here in a minute to talk to God before we leave, because I need to know that regardless of what happens to my flesh, what happens to me out there, today, this week, this year, whenever, that I have been thoroughly washed by God himself in the blood of his son, and it washed away the old me. How do you think the apostle Paul turned into the apostle Paul, and he had such a transformation? It was because of the blood of Jesus that washed away that man that was killing and crucifying believers. You don't do that because you, you took a volume and you're having a good day today. You do that because something happens inside of you. And you need, to, you need to sit here while I close out here. And you need to ask yourself today, church, have I been washed? Or am I just still doing church because I have enough conviction to, about me to be scared not to? No, no. There is therefore now. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you. Yes, you are worthy. There is therefore now no condemnation. See, I, I finally lived in that world once I got washed in the blood. Not Bible college, not pastor, but when I understood what it means to be washed in the blood. I now live in this world. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in, and that's the key, in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. You don't get in Christ Jesus unless you've had a blood transfusion. No way. you got to get his blood in your body. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. The Bible says in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, the 4th verse. This is what you need to think about. The Bible says, you have not, this is it, church. You have not resisted unto blood. You haven't given in and let it do its perfect work. See, that's the only thing that you can have a perfect work. You know, you go spend money on having all them faces done and them lips and everything else, it, it's still going to go south or something one day. You can do all you want to do. If you do it, I'm not making fun of you or nothing like that. I'm trying to make you think about something. That's, that's, not, that's, not a, that's a temporary thing that people do. It's not a perfect work. Th that means as you, and I'm not just limited to that, same way with everything. As you age, so does everything else. Even things that you do and have done. It, it goes with the age. Don't let 
somebody with deep pockets fool you. There's only one perfect work in this life. And it's the perfect work that God done through His Son Jesus on a cruel cross so that you could have that perfect work done to your life. And this scripture I'm telling to you, this scripture that I'm telling you says that you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So that means if you steal, you just got to have sin. You got to be a part of it. You don't want nobody to laugh at you and, you got to, and then I'll go back and I'll do the church thing. You know, I'll put the mask on. I'll do all this. The Bible says you haven't resisted. You need to do a Barney Five. You need to do your own citizen's arrest on yourself right now. If you're still dabbling in that, you're still you're resisting what God's got and what God's done. You don't have to play the church game. You don't have to play religion game. You don't have to play games. Just quit. That's what Paul was told on the Damascus Road. He said, Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the goads, against the pricks. It's hard for you to resist what I want to do and I can do and I will do in your life. You can keep doing it, but you're not gaining ground. You're throwing dirt, but you're not gaining ground. And when those people that go through tribulation, especially the last part of tribulation, when John was writing about it, one of the elders, he saw, when he saw all this played out, when he was writing Revelation on the Isle of Patmos, the Bible says, the elders said, you know who those people are over there, don't you? And I'm paraphrasing that. But I'm reading this part. He said, and I said unto him, talking about John, he said, sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, the elder said back to him, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes listen to me in the blood of the lamb see you need to know Jesus you need to know Jesus from a blood standpoint you need to know the real Jesus I'm trying to present to you today not the religious Jesus not the post-covid not the vaccine Jesus not the 2021 Jesus not the government Jesus, not the religious, uh, not the online biggest church Jesus. I'm presenting Jesus Christ that shed His blood for you. That's the Jesus I'm trying to introduce to you today. I'm not even trying to introduce the multitudes Jesus to you. I want you to know who Jesus is in a way because you need to be closer than you've ever been walking in the presence of God. And that is possible through the shed blood of Jesus. And the other day, I'm trying my best to do my part. I try to live, and I know some of you probably are tired of me talking about this, but just the other day, Caitlin had to call me in, Angie, and she wasn't feeling well, and she was laying on the couch, and she, she was just having a bad day. And she just said, I don't feel good today. And I don't know what Beckham was doing, but he was playing. And I've been trying to work with him in this area. And he just went over there, and he, he was standing up. But he laid his hands on his When he heard his mama say that, and he said, Jesus, help mommy. 
Jesus, help, Mommy. I'm telling you, church, because I know if that baby can understand and be trained in the way he should go and know that powerful name that's above all other names and that blood, that, that name wearer, carrier that he, that he gave and he shed, if that little baby, he said, hey, suffer the little children to come. If that baby can know about Jesus and the blood of Jesus and how Jesus can make all the difference, and then hallelujah, he can grow up and he can walk in the presence of Almighty God. He can live in the Holy of Holies at his 2 a.m. moment as a teenager, as a 9-year-old, as a 24-year-old, as a 68-year-old. He can know what it is, and you can know what it is today to know, but you've got to know Jesus at a blood level. You can't know him at a church level or a convenient level. You've got to know him and know what it means every time you pray or you ought to think about being washed in that blood and what you could have been where you would have been if Jesus had not stepped into the scene and saved you from where you were I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you will I want to read some lyrics to you I want you to listen to this first part of each part of the lyrics is a question and then there's a re response would you be free from your burden of sin question there's power in the blood power in the blood would you or evil a victory win there's wonderful power in the blood would you be free? Would you, are you willing to part ways with your passion and pride? Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. I need to stop. You may not have been able to shake that thing. I've tried, tried to quit. I want to be more like Jesus, but I work in a hostile environment. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Come for a cleansing. To Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you be whiter? Much whiter than snow? Would you? Do you want that or do you want it? Are you okay with a little spot of this, a little blemish of that, a little wrinkle here? After all, they'll turn their back on you. Would you be whiter? much whiter than snow, there's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Sins, stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. Would you do service? I just read you that scripture. For Jesus, your king. There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you live daily? Would you? Will you? You will if you're washed in the blood. Would you live daily? His praises to sing. Uh-oh. Houston, we have a huge problem in our life right there. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. I know there's power. I know there's power. There is wonder-working power in the blood. 
of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Every person. I know. You think you know what I'm going to say. And I'm good with that. But before I say it and before you do it, I want to ask you right now, who wants to be washed? I just want to be, I just want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. I know about church. I want you to come. There's, there's plenty of room up here. I, I want you to come just anywhere up here. Y'all might want to cut a little bit more lights on. Uh, don't worry about what people think. I thought he or she was safe. That's not what I'm saying, church. Anybody here or online? I've said it dozens of times this morning, but I'll put it into words where you could say, Jesus. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, and I ask you, would you cleanse me? Would you wash me? I need that life-giving flow. I need you to purge me, Lord. I need to be washed. I need to be clean. I want to be redeemed. I want to be brand new. I want to be washed. I want to know that I know that I know. I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I don't want a church experience. I want a blood experience today. I want to be like Jesus. I want to look like Jesus. Lord, I want you to wash me in whatever way you have to wash me that there is no spot. There is no blemish. There is no wrinkle. I can look like the perfect Lamb, Lord, because of the perfect Lamb. Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I come to you and ask for forgiveness. I come to you, Jesus. And if you pray that prayer, I know we do it on the screen and all that, but I want you just to soak in that moment. God, I know about church. Those of you that are here or anywhere, I know about church and I know about all the things. I know the Bible very well. I read it every day. I have the app on my phone. But Lord, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I live in victory. I, I, I still gravitate towards so much in this life. Lord, would you wash me? Wash me, Lord. Wash me. There might be an area that I have not surrendered to you. I need that area, Lord, not touch. I need it washed. There's so many people over the year here 
now, forever, in community, I, all the time. And I, listen, people say, I've tried to quit doing this. I've tried to quit smoking. I've tried to quit drinking. You know, I let a word, I, it's, it's hard at work. I let things slip sometime and all that. I'm going to tell you what's going to help you right now. Hallelujah. If you say, God, I bring that area to you through the blood of Jesus. I bring it, Lord. And I say, Father God, would you wash that area of my life? I don't want you to help me with it. I don't want you to get me something. I want it washed in the blood, Lord. I want it washed in the blood of the Lamb. I want you to purge my lips, Lord. I want you to purge my, I can't quit looking at stuff and pulling up things on my phone. God, I need that. God's going deep. You need to let, let the work of the Holy Ghost do His work right now. God, I have a mind that's always on negative thoughts or on lust or I'm always angry and upset with somebody. You need to wash that in the blood of the Lamb right now. Ask God to do that. In the name of Jesus, God, I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Father. I thank you for what you're doing. We're going to walk, Lord. When we walk as blood-bought children, it affects every part of our lives, Lord. God, every day, Help me to know what I need to be doing. Help me to know how I need to be living, Lord. Remind me. Let me, let, let me, let me treat every day like I'm taking Holy Communion, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to do a song right quick. You'll pull that track down for a minute. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you o'er evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. you got to sing like you mean it now and know it. There is power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Now would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. You can help me with this part. I know there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. 
Now would you be whiter, much whiter than snow. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. I know there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service? Now would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. I know there's power, oh power, oh wonder-working power in the blood of the this week, you would let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, God, when Satan comes around, I pray that I begin to plead and pray through the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, to my Father God, Lord.